You're listening to True North with Pastor Gary Cottle of Gary Cottle Ministries on today's edition. Unfortunately, today, men trade their souls for things of far less value than what God ever intended. And it is because of the lies of sin, self, Satan, and society that men, women, boys, and girls sell their souls way short of their eternal value and significance. Where would you say you find significance in your life? As believers and followers of Christ, our answer should be none other than Jesus Christ himself who God willingly gave for us. Unfortunately, this ultimate source of significance is foreign to the lost. In today's message, Pastor Gary reflects on the vain pursuits of the world and how they ultimately lead to despair. In his study, you'll learn that there's not greater source of significance than the love of God, who values each and every soul. Now, here's Pastor Gary in Mark chapter 8 as he begins his message sold to the highest bidder. I want to be out of Mark chapter 8 today and begin reading in verse 36. I've got two verses to read. Mark chapter 8 and verse number 36 where Jesus said, For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Today I'm given the assignment to preach to you on this thought, sold to the highest bidder. Charles Haddon Spurgeon was quoted once as saying, Consider how precious a soul must be when both God and the devil are after it. Unfortunately, today, men trade their souls for things of far less value than what God ever intended. And it is because of the lies of sin, self, Satan, and society that men, women, boys, and girls sell their souls way short of their eternal value and significance. I've heard and you've heard even of teenagers who take their lives because they don't see any value in their self. They've been told by someone or more than one person that they are this or they are that and they have believed that their only purpose for existence is to live in misery and pain and suffering and they'd rather end it all than to exist in this old corrupt sinful world not realizing that this life is only the beginning, that our lives do not end when we take our last breath, they only begin. That your soul is eternal. That you will forever exist in one place or the other, be it heaven or be it hell. Somebody say amen. Amen. And that when God breathed into Adam's nostrils, the breath of life, he became 
a living soul. And ever since Adam and Eve started having children and the earth began to populate, uh, ever since that time, when there is a conception, there is a soul for whom, that God created and for whom Christ died. Amen. And you need to understand that there are many bidders present in your life seeking to buy you as cheap as they can, but many of them are willing to outbid others to have you. Think, for example, with me, bidder number one that we would like to call sin. Mr. Sin stands up in your life and he promises you perpetual pleasure, but he only delivers permanent pain in the end. For the Bible says in James chapter 1 and verse number 15, then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Have you ever heard of the sales technique called, technique called the bait and switch? Amen. Making bigger promises than you've ever intended on performing. Sin does the same thing. It offers you a good time. It offers you what it might even call the best time. But what sin does not advertise to you is its end goal. For the Bible says when it is finished. Let me put it in country terms where you can easily understand it. When sin gets done with you, it will have nothing but death as a result of its consequences in your life. Somebody say amen. The Bible said in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 24, by faith Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Think of it, a man who grew up in the White House, if you will, of that day in, the, in, the, in Pharaoh's house, what then was the superpower of the entire world. And he was a prince of Egypt, but when he come to know who he really belonged to, uh, he realized, uh, the, and he chose, according to verse 25, uh, rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Oh, sure, Moses could have lived it up. Uh, Moses could have had the best that this world had to offer him, uh, but he knew that in the end uh, that he would be found lacking and wanting all that life really was about. Hey, somebody say amen. Moses realized uh, that what this world had to offer was temporal uh, and that he needed something more permanent, more eternal, more securing, and more promising. So he set out uh, to find God's greatest plan and purpose for his life. Uh, and even though he suffered persecution, he arguably is one of the greatest liberators of all humanity when God used him as the human instrument by which to deliver the children of Israel out of 400 years of Egyptian bondage because he decided to go after God instead of going after sin. Amen. And the Bible says the wages of sin is death. Listen to me, young people. I know they have beautiful advertisements that make all these promises of a good time when you buy Budweiser or when you buy 
buy this drink or that soda or this drug and it sounds enticing and they say come for a good time but they don't show the hangovers they don't show the messed up families they don't show the wrecked lives that come as a result and as a consequence they don't show Gary Caudle whenever he had to hear from his brother that his daddy was stabbed in the back with a hunting knife and came within 10 minutes of bleeding to death because his friend was drunk and high on crack. Can I get an amen this morning? Oh, the devil shows you how to start in sin, but he don't show you how you're going to end up in sin. Amen. And God wants me to fast forward and show you the end result of sin and throw up a warning sign. Amen. The Bible says that except ye repent, that is except ye return and turn from your sin to Jesus, ye shall all likewise perish. And the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 6 and verse 23, for the wages of sin is death. That means if you trade your soul for sin, all you will end up with is not only a physical death, but an eternal death in hell separated from God in a place called the lake of fire. Let me tell you, bitter number one will promise you perpetual pleasure, but he only delivers permanent pain. And you need to realize that bitter number one does not have the best offer on the table for you in contrary to his lies and contrary to his sales pitch. Think about, for example, King David in the Bible where the Bible said in 2 Samuel chapter 12 and verse number 9, wherefore hast thou despised the commandment of the Lord to do evil in his sight? This was the prophet of God preaching to King David, calling him out for his sin. And he said, Thou hast killed Uriah the Hittite with the sword and hast taken his wife to be thy wife and hast slain or killed him with the sword by the children of Ammon. And this is what the Bible said, Now therefore the sword shall never depart from thine house because thou hast despised me and hast taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be thy wife. You see, even King David had all the pleasures that this world had to offer and lust was still not satisfied. He had all the women that he wanted, but yet his lust was still not happy until he went and killed another man to have his wife and to hide the sin of adultery. You see, sin will lie to you. It'll offer you perpetual pleasure, but it never tells you that once you get addicted, that it's a never-ending vicious cycle of death, amen, and it will take from you more than you ever wanted it to take, and many of you today are found in sin, and your life is a mess, and your life is a wreck, and you remember that first joint, you remember that first drink, you remember the lie that was told you, and you look back at your life now, and you say to yourself, if I had only known then what I know now, I'd have never took of the forbidden fruit, but now look where I'm at, but let me tell you something. Uh, 
Bitter number one is not the only one with the offer on the table for your soul today. But sin will make you grand promises that it cannot keep. And it will lie to you. And it will deceive you. Are you listening to me? You go on and the Bible says, be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. You might can make your choices, honey, but you can't choose your consequences because they will come and you cannot avoid the wages of sin because sin, one thing sin is very good at is it's a good debt collector. It will come for its full payment in your life and you cannot avoid the wages of sin and you cannot sin and say, well, preacher, that's good for somebody else, but I can handle it. Preacher, that's good for others, but I've got the bull by the horn. Well, you just go right on ahead, honey. But the Bible says, he that being often reproved, hardeneth his neck, shall suddenly be destroyed, and that without remedy. One of these days you'll regret listening to this preacher and forsaking the truth that God is doing you a favor, that God is putting up warning signs to hell, saying, stop, turn. While there's hope, while there's a chance, give your life to Jesus Christ and avoid the offer that sin is making you today. That's bitter number one. Let me talk about quickly bitter number two. If sin ain't bad enough and if you can't get your fill with sin, bitter number two will stand up. And some people have had their fill with sin and they're tired of it. So then they begin to listen to bitter number two. Maybe this bitter has a better offer for me. And this is the bitter of self. Many people today think that they can rise above with their self-empowerment. And they begin to think to themselves, well, uh, I know that I've made mistakes, uh, but after all, uh, I am powerful uh, and I am able to kick the habit. And many people, instead of turning to Jesus, uh, they'll turn to their self uh, in hopes that they can fix their own self. Uh, And they begin to continually live uh, for comfort and control for self. But I want you to think about Esau who traded everything for a morsel of meat. The writer of Hebrews said it this way in Hebrews chapter 12 in verse 15, looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you and thereby many be defiled. Lest there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. For you know how that afterward when he would have inherited the blessing he was rejected for he found no place of repentance though he sought it carefully with tears. You see Esau made the mistake of selling his soul to his self. He thought that what he needed in a moment was more important than what God had for him in the long run. And he thought to himself, if I just live for the here and now, after all young people, that's what the devil will tell you is to be quote unquote 
happy. Just do what feels right to you. Do what feels good to you. And you hear them uh, uh, doctrines of devils floating around in our educational systems today uh, trying to teach you uh, to adapt to your truth. Well, that's your truth. And I've got my truth. Newsflash, honey. Truth uh, is no respecter of persons. Uh, whether you agree with it or not, uh, truth is truth. Uh, and the, the, this old world has lied to you. Uh, and they've told you that truth is relative. Uh, that it just depends on the situation you're in. Uh, but truth is truth. Can I get an amen? Your circumstances, your beliefs, your opinions, your preferences do not bear into the truth of God's eternal word. Amen. If a lie is a lie, then it is a lie, no matter what reason you have for telling it. Amen. If a lie is a sin, it's a sin. Whether you want to call it a little lie or whether you want to call it a big lie, it's still sin in the eyes of God. Amen. Abortion is still murder, no matter when you decide to abort that baby, whether it's at conception or whether it's in the ninth, the third trimester at the ninth month. Murder is still murder in the eyes of God. The problem that we have is many have sold themselves to the bitter of self. Self has convinced you to live for what pleases you and live for what you want. And that's why many today choose to terminate their pregnancy, for example. And that's just one of many illustrations that I could use. But did you know that one of the greatest reasons people terminate pregnancies today is not because they're trying to conserve the life of the mother in, a, in an otherwise dismal situation, but it's because of personal preference and it's because of leisure and plans that they don't want to get messed up because of an, a, the presence of a baby in their lives. In other words, they're willing to discard the life of an innocent child so that they can continue to live for number one in their life, S-E-L-F, self. Somebody say amen. Better number two will promise you control, promise you comfort. Are you listening to me? But it only delivers misery and bondage. And you will soon find out uh, that you can live for yourself, uh, live a selfish existence, uh, and still be found unhappy and unsatisfied and longing for something uh, that feeds your ever-dying soul. Are you hearing me? There's a big hole in your heart uh, that's only, uh, only created for Jesus to fit into and fill. Uh, and if you f try to fill it up with yourself or anything else, uh, you will not be happy in the long run. It'll make you miserable. It'll put you in bondage. Amen. Uh, and that's how come sometimes uh, the daddy uh, who is the drunkard uh, uh, can uh, uh, spend more effort and energy uh, saving up for payday so that he can buy a good time with his friends uh, than to put food on his table and put clothes on his children's back and make sure his wife's needs are taken care of because self uh, has been traded for his soul. 
Oh, and I'm not trying to make anybody feel guilty or feel bad if you've made choices uh, uh, that prove that you're selfish uh, or prove that you've uh, sold yourself out cheaply. I'm headed to the hope of this message momentarily. And I like to say there's hope for everybody. But if I don't warn you uh, of the detriments uh, that follow these poor decisions, uh, then I'm not doing my job as a God-called preacher. Can I get an amen? You need to realize that sin has nothing to offer you but death uh, and self has nothing to offer you but misery and bondage. Amen. Uh, Now, bitter number three will step up uh, in your life if uh, sin doesn't make you happy uh, and if self uh, proves to be disappointing to you. Now you have a third bitter step up uh, that offers solutions for you. And I like to call this bitter society. Society will step up and tell you, well, it takes a village to raise a child. It takes a community to really be happy. And society will try to coerce you and convince you into joining their clique, joining their club, paying your dues, and going along with the flow and doing what everybody else is doing. And if you'll just shut up and be quiet and do what everybody else does, then uh, your life will be okay. That your life will turn out good. But the second you stand against the flow and get a backbone about you and decide that as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, then your life is going to be miserable because society has no room for com- uh, for non-compliant citizens. Can I get an amen? And But society will promise you peace and prosperity if you'll play ball their way. Uh, but society can only deliver hopelessness and despair. Today in our society, we're facing a great threat uh, in the cultural mindset of America. It's called socialism and it's called communism. Can I get an amen? Uh, And it's time that we, the people of God, realize uh, that it's a big fat lie that's only slaughtered millions upon millions and countless millions of people throughout history. And it's no different today than it was then. Uh, They tell you, join us. Uh, Jesus even, or the word of God, and I believe it was the book of Proverbs, even warned us of those uh, that would say, come and let us all have one purse. Uh, Let's pull all our money together and share it with one another. And what they don't tell you is once you sign the bottom line, you've sold your soul to the government uh, and they will rob from you just about everything that you own uh, and even uh, all the way up to even and including sometimes taking your life because you are of no value to them except if you are compliant with the mindset. Can I get an amen? But I'm telling you that government cannot offer this society what this society needs. I don't care what Joe Biden, Donald Trump, or anybody else promises from the White House. What's going to fix society today is when individuals on a grand scale turn in their heart from their sin to Jesus and let Jesus be Lord of their life. Because only then will people learn how to live servanthood lifestyles where they put others in Jesus before their self and you don't have to worry about robbing from the rich to give to the poor because Jesus will raise you up out of the dung heap and set you on a solid rock and put giving in your soul and you will go willingly of your own free accord and bless those that don't have and they don't need they don't take a government force to make you do what you need to do for your fellow man don't let society lie to you and tell you that we all need to join in 
the one big government effort uh, and, and society can fix its own problems. If we'll all just sign up under one world government, it is a lie. They promise you peace and prosperity, but they deliver a hopelessness and a despair. Somebody say amen. Second Peter chapter 2 and verse 6. I want you to think about Lot with me for just a moment. Do you remember Lot who set his tent toward Sodom? Sodom and Gomorrah were those two cities now known as the ones that God destroyed for their sin. One of their great sins was the sin of homosexuality. And another of their great sins was idleness. Are you listening? Idleness. The Bible teaches us this. They had more time on their hands than they needed. And because they were idle, they dreamt up vain imaginations. And because their hearts were filled with iniquity, they began as a society to cave and crumble. What do you think the devil's trying to do to America today? By putting people on welfare in large amounts and in grand scales, trying to get people where they're paid more to stay at home than they are to go to work. I'm telling you what the devil's up to. He's trying to put idleness in people's hands so that they they have time for the devil to fill their minds with the propaganda that comes across their smart devices and on their TVs and trains them how to think like a communist and trains them to think like a socialist and the idle mind. This may not be a Bible verse, but it's true and I don't mind is the devil's workshop somebody say amen you've been listening to true north with pastor Gary Cottle if you enjoyed today's message we invite you to subscribe to true north on your favorite podcast app be sure to share these with your friends and family too This could be a great way to start a conversation about Christ and study the Word together. If you have any questions about what you heard today or would like to request prayer, please get in touch with Pastor Gary by emailing contact at garycoddle.com. That's contact at garycoddle.com. True North is a ministry of Gary Cottle Ministries. You can find out more by visiting our website, garycoddle.com. Would you like to come worship with Pastor Gary? Simply visit garycoddle.com for more details on where he pastors and how you can plan a visit. If you're not in the area, we still encourage you to find a local church body where you can learn from God's Word and spend time with other believers. It will be a place for you to grow in faith find support, and serve in ways you are uniquely designed to. With that, our time with you has come to a close today. Join Pastor Gary next time for more right here on True North.